From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Thursday, January 21st. I'm Marco Werman. The aid effort continues in earthquake-stricken Haiti. One priority is to provide treatment to the thousands of injured survivors who haven't seen a doctor yet. We'll get updates from two facilities where U.S. doctors are helping the wounded. Also, technology's role in America's foreign policy, plus exploring the versatility of the English language. You might even learn some new words, like this one. Posy Waller, which is a man inordinately fond of jam. Now this news. BBC News with Ian Purden. President Obama has put forward sweeping new rules to curb the size and risk-taking of big banks. He said banks that taxpayers safeguarded against failure should not take unnecessary risks, and he would close the loopholes that allowed those banks to undertake risky transactions for their own profit. Michelle Fleury reports from New York. The day started ordinarily enough on Wall Street, but things won't be the same again if President Obama gets his way. He wants to introduce tough new rules that would limit the amount of risk banks take, knowing that taxpayers will rescue them if things go wrong. The proposal includes preventing commercial banks from investing in hedge funds and private equity funds, as well as trading with their own money. The announcement comes on the same day that one of Wall Street's most successful firms, Goldman Sachs, unveiled huge profits. The American Secretary of State Hillary Clinton has urged China to investigate cyber attacks that recently led the internet company Google to threaten to pull out of the country. Mrs Clinton said countries that restricted free access to information risked walling themselves off from the progress of the next century. Haitian officials say they'll resettle up to 400,000 people from the capital, Port-au-Prince, after last week's devastating earthquake. The Interior Minister, Paul-Antoine Bien-Aimé, said that people would be transported from makeshift camps to villages in the north and south. Some street markets have reopened, but prices have risen sharply. Mark Doyle reports from Port-au-Prince. Everywhere you go in the Haitian capital, you see people scrabbling in the rubble. Many of them are salvaging corrugated iron roofing sheets or scraps of cloth and curtains. After the stunned shock of the first few days, people are using the iron sheets and the curtains to get a semblance of privacy as they live on the street. On the edge of the rubble, those that have goods to sell are setting up tables with small stocks of tinned milk, matches or soap. A few shops have opened their doors again. Prices have rocketed, of course, as shortages take hold. Jack Straw, who was British Foreign Secretary at the time of the Iraq invasion, has said he could have prevented Britain's participation in the war. Mr Straw told a government inquiry into British involvement that if he had not backed the invasion, that the then Prime Minister Tony Blair would not have had enough support in Cabinet or Parliament. Mr Straw also told the inquiry he opposed America's policy of regime change in order to remove Saddam Hussein. Whatever the policy of the United States, which as it happens was for regime change as a purpose of foreign policy, that was off the agenda so far as the United Kingdom was concerned. A foreign policy objective of regime change I regarded as improper and also self-evidently unlawful. World News from the BBC. 
The Red Cross in Nigeria says more than 17,000 people have been displaced by the recent clashes between Christians and Muslims in the central city of Jos. A Red Cross official in Jos told the BBC many people had gunshot and machete wounds. He said the violence had stopped, but that scores of corpses were lying on the streets. He said it was impossible to say how many people had been killed because their bodies were scattered over such a large area. The president of Afghanistan, Hamid Karzai, has denied that last year's presidential election was fraudulent. Mr Karzai told the BBC the vote was seriously misrepresented by the media and certain people in the West, especially in the United States and Britain. He accused the former deputy head of the United Nations mission in Afghanistan, Peter Galbraith, of trying to undermine the vote. Very unfortunately, our election was very seriously mistreated by our Western allies. By, by certain political...